Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. And thanks to the help we get from Nick Stoffel from Lloyd's Automotive, we'll help you keep it running. Nick, good morning. Good morning, Denny. How are things at Lloyd's? Busy. Yeah, busy, busy. You know, we're, uh, I think, uh, Big Nick and I were talking yesterday, I think we're a, a week out right now. We're getting we, vehicles done. Yeah, which we don't like. And as you oh. know, we're uh, we're a little short-staffed right now, and uh, we were kind of counting the numbers, and I think we figured we're last week we went through 40 cars a day. 40 a day? Yeah. But I know you do such good jobs on each. Well, so it's not it's not like let's get this done no, no matter on, how we get it. On done. that point, so we've all been working longer hours and okay. making up the uh the difference to make sure we're taking care of our customers. But that's it's just, you know, you and I were talking before and I talked to Dan about it and we've talked in our home improvement show about the lack of tradespeople, the, the young people going in instead of college saying, "Hey, if you've got kind of a knack for this stuff, you can make a darn good living." Yeah, the, the world is always changing. Yeah. And I do I do believe though there'll be a a, a focus or a shift in a lot of that uh, our industries. You know, but it's going to take a while. It's going to take a while, and you know we've always done a good job of building up our uh, our young guys. You know, we always have a student that's kind of an apprentice. Oh, you do. Which we just hired another one, and then Jake, our former apprentice, kind of got promoted into being a mechanic. He's got his toolbox at the shop now, and he's right. under the supervision of all the guys, and he's doing great. You know, I couldn't be happier with what we have going on. Uh, of course, I'd like to add another another friend to the team to. Help us help more customers and such, but um, we've been doing this a long time, and we'll uh, we'll keep marching. Well, you, I know you guys, you, you and Dan and the troops, uh, you treat your people really well. I know that. That's why you, these people stay with you for so long. Yeah, we, uh, you know, we have a hard. Uh, we don't really know how to hire people, to be honest, because we don't really do it that often. And quite honestly, it's usually a personality fit. Uh, you need to have some fun dynamics. You know, it's not all the standard check the boxes stuff. I don't work that way, as yeah. you probably know. Oh, yes. Uh, but, you know, if the right person comes along and they're going to fit in with our team and uh, let's have some fun, everybody gets paid, take care of some customers, why not? Absolutely. So uh, before we get into calls and text, Matt, by the way, if you do have any kind of a car care question, uh, you can send it uh, via text 81807. Or call us like some folks are already doing, uh, 651-989-9226. But if you are a technician, a mechanic, and I know we have a lot of them listen to this show, and maybe you're you're at another facility that maybe you want to change. You know, it's uh, this is hard to explain, but I truly believe this. There's um, a whole network of technicians out there, people that have been working for a, a business or for a place or for a person for a long time, and Maybe they're looking for a new uh, change of scenery. Yeah. Maybe they feel like the facility they're working at isn't uh, accommodating their talents. Uh, life changes. Things happen, and people yeah. kind of get bogged down. And the last thing I want, first and foremost, is people leaving the industry. You know, I think a lot of a lot of technicians get burnt out where they're at, and they just throw their arms up and they're done. Mm. And I'd rather see somebody in a place or a business that helps them succeed. You know, we don't. You know, everybody that's ever worked at Lloyd's hasn't always been a fit. You know, we have 
we have friends out there that have gone to other places and been successful, and they're happy. And that's what ultimately I want is for yeah. our industry to be full of capable, happy, successful technicians. Then everybody wins. Then everybody wins. Yeah. And, the, and the customer, too, because yeah, as yeah. the shortage happens, it gets complicated because everybody can't be a week out. If your car's broken now and you need it tomorrow, yeah. you need help. And it's hard for me because, you know, Dan and I kind of go back and forth. I'll, uh, I'll dig us a bit of a hole from time to time and say, you know, well— I can't, you know, this person needs to get back to wherever, and we need to find a way to do it. Yeah. And I don't know. It's just what we do. All right. And do it well. All right. Let's uh, let's get down to business here. Uh, keep in mind, Nick is going to be with us only till about 745 when Jack Farrell comes in. Uh, 651-989-9226. Send a text, 81807. Let's go to uh, Bruce, who's calling from Jordan, I believe. Bruce, you're on CCO with Nick. Yeah, good morning. Um I've got a 2003 Oldsmobile Silhouette with about um, 200,000 miles on it. And on Monday, I uh, started losing power. So I got it to a service center, and they assumed uh, it was the alternator, but they've been checking it every day since. It starts up fine, runs fine. Uh, so they can completely tell me to spend the four or 500 bucks to replace the alternator, but I, I, I'm just not sure what to do. They've checked the major connections. So just wondering if you'd have any advice. You know, that's the, of, of our jobs, that's one of the hardest things when the car doesn't want to participate. <laughs> you know, people rely on their vehicles. Uh, you know, you got 200,000 miles, so obviously you rely on your vehicle to get you around the day. And um, when the car shows you the issues but won't show them to us, it's hard, and I agree with, the, with those folks. I'm not going to sell somebody something I can't prove. You know, if I can't say, you know, hey, Denny, the alternator's bad, and here's why, I can't sell it, number one, because what if I'm wrong, and then you, you've invested this money that you didn't need, and number two is like, you know, then you come back, and I don't want you coming back upset. So, you know, the truth of it is, you know, if they're, if they're not having any luck, maybe you get the car back in your possession, and we've said this tons of times over the years, grab a notebook, and a pen, and jot down the little information like it's the first drive of the morning, it's on a hot day, it's on a rainy day, any kind of drive cycle stuff that you notice that makes the vehicle act up, and not just this case, but any case, write that down because the more information you can give us bringing the car in or to your shop or your dealership, the more information you can give them, the more likely they're able to find that problem sooner, saves time and cost. All right. Very good. Good luck, Bruce. Thanks for the call. I know we have to take a break here, inviting our listeners to don't wait. If you have any kind of a car care question, you want to talk to Nick, who is an ASE certified technician at Lloyd's Automotive in St. Paul. And we already have texters coming in to Nick 81807, if that's easier for you. But let's take a break here right now on CCO 37. And good morning. Welcome back to CCO's Car Care Show. Danny Long here with Nick Stoffel from Lloyd's Automotive in St. Paul, located exactly where? Well, as you know, in the capital city of St. Paul, we're conveniently located at 982 Grand Avenue, which is just two blocks of uh, Lexington Parkway. Uh, if you need to call us sometime, it's 651-228-1316. And if you're ever online, uh, lloydsautomotive.net, and that's L-L-O-Y-D-S automotive.net. Excellent. And if you are a mechanic looking for a change and you're a good one, Get a hold of you guys. Get a hold of me. And then also, you know, you can call us. Like I said, you can also send an email, and it's easy. It's job at lloydsautomotive.net. Oh, all right. Very good. We might mention that before you leave today. Trying to find ways to make it easier to get a hold of me. <laughs> That's right. Good thing to do. Speaking of easy, if you want to ask your car care question via text 81807, do that. Or you can call us, 651-989-9226. Keep in mind, 
Nick will be out of here uh, just about 745, so don't wait if you need some help. All right, there was a text that came in earlier uh, this morning, uh, Nick, and I, I think I've talked to some folks about this uh, who have, they wonder about electric cars. And the, this particular text, let's see if I can find it to be specific. How do electric cars provide heat in the winter with electricity, I presume? Yeah, well, exactly. There's a, a heat element that they use that battery source to charge and to create heat. So that's one thing. It's a little bit complicated with electric cars, maybe in our climate. You know, the that range that you get yeah. is going to be lower here, especially in the winter months, simply because of that. So keep that in mind. Um, I, you know, it's cool technology. And I know people always say, oh, electric cars, what's going to do to your business? You know, they had points and carburetors not that long ago and we're still here i mean you know and it's it's never going to end you know and it's just another facet of what we're doing efficiencies uh emissions all that stuff is good stuff it's exciting stuff you know the technology and that's what you know we talk about hiring people and young people and you know the the industry is not just the grease monkey anymore you know the cars have evolved so much and there's so much computer programming. There's so much electronics involved and it's it's a lot of fun it really is and And there's a lot of hybrid cars out there too you know, that's like, you know, my opinion, that's the best thing. You know, the electric cars are fine. I'm not sure about our climate. But the hybrid cars taking both technologies and making the most of them. And I think that's really cool. Very good. 651-989-9226. Uh, let's see. Okay. Uh, I have, let me get closer to here. I have a 2012 Mazda 3 Sky Active with 57,000 miles. Is it better to flush and fill the radiator or just change the fluid? It, it depends, of course. You know, um, the it's sometimes on, depending on the vehicle, the, the full flush gets a little complicated. There's a lot of spots for air to get caught up in, or if you have a diluted solution, it gets a little complicated. There's exchangers, which is a, a piece of equipment you connect, and it essentially cycles through all the fluid. That's very thorough and very accurate. But quite honestly, I think in most situations, if you drain the radiator, which is probably half of the capacity, and refill it, that's sufficient. It's kind of gone the same way with transmissions. You know, we used to pull the pan down and change the filter, and not all vehicles are equipped quite like that any longer. Uh, We used to do flushes, and the same thing there. Not all vehicles are exactly equipped that way, and oftentimes it's the same idea of a drain and fill where you end up, you know, pulling out three, four quarts and refilling it and if you do that on a regular schedule, it's just as good. Now, back in, quote, the old days, and I don't know how many cars even have them anymore because, like you said, uh, and Dan's talked about, a lot of these new transmissions you don't even bother with. I mean, you don't yeah. even change that. You used to have, like, a dipstick to check the transmission fluid years ago. It's not just transmissions. A lot of new vehicles, the engine doesn't have a dipstick either, which, you know, for us people in the world and those that have been around, don't like that. I don't like I'm it not, either. I'm not trusting anybody to tell me that my tires are full, yeah. my transmission and my engine oil are full and clean. But um, with technology, it's good, though, because, you know, a lot of these people are so busy and they have so much going on, you sometimes need a little bell or whistle to ding it to, to tell you you're low on oil or you got a low tire. <laughs> I, I, know, I know. I know. No, it's true because I, I remember I had a, a car briefly, well, for about a year or so, that had no dipstick. And I'm looking all, it took me a half hour to realize that. Then you got to read the manual and say, hey, the, dummy, there's no dipstick. And then you had to sell the car. I did. I just had to get rid of it. That's all right. Um, I'll tell you what, I know, let's let's do this. Mark in Plymouth is on the horn. We'll uh, get pick up your call right away, Mark, so don't go away. We have texters coming in too, Nick. So why don't you stand by? 
We'll uh, pick up on more Car Care Talk here on News Talk, 830 WCCO. Hey, good morning. Welcome back to CCO's Car Care Show. Danny along here with Nick Stoffel from Lloyd's Automotive in St. Paul, filling in for Dan, of course, as he does a lot. Uh, Nick, let's go to the phones. Mark in Plymouth has been waiting. Mark, thank you. What is your question for Nick? Uh, hey there. I've got a 2007 uh, Nissan Pathfinder. The oxygen center, uh, oxygen sensor went out probably about two years ago. We've uh, you know done the seafoam uh, in the gas tank that seemed to uh, you know uh, get the light to drop. We've had the dealer dealer wants 500 bucks. I'm gonna keep the truck probably for another mm, I don't know four years. It's got about probably about 140,000 miles on it. Is it worth doing the 500 dollar oxygen sensor at the dealer? It seems to be uh, it's a lot of effort to get to that sensor. Uh, does that seem about right? Is it worth it? Yeah, well, I, you know, the the issue, you know, an oxygen sensor is an important input to the computer system. It helps the vehicle determine how rich or lean it's operating. So fuel efficiency, maybe some starting issues, especially winter months, uh, the, the fact that the light is on. Um, so, yeah, I, I would say it is an important replacement. I don't know the cost, honestly. I don't remember what the labor time on that particular job is. Um, you know, it, you're more than welcome to get a second opinion. You check with the dealer. You can check with another person in your town there. Uh, maybe there's some difference in labors. I would always stress, though, you should use the original equipment quality part, you know. So whoever made that sensor initially, you should replace it with the same brand for sure. Uh, but there might be some savings to be had. So fix it, maybe get a second price quote, and then move forward from there. All right. Very good. Thanks, Mark. Appreciate the call. Uh, Texters, we have a few of those I want to tackle here before you leave. By the way, Nick will be here till about 745 this morning, a few more minutes. Uh, planning to buy, Texter says, a small or mid-sized SUV. What are the pros and cons of all-wheel drive? Maybe we should talk a little bit about all-wheel drive because all-wheel drive is not real four-wheel drive, right? It, it is, is a that little, fair to say? Well, it's, it's fair to say, but you don't need four-wheel drive. I mean, if you have a pickup truck and you're doing some Snow plowing or something. Plowing and some, you know. Like some, you. Yeah, doing, doing some other things with it. But also, it might be hard-pressed in our climate to find one of those SUVs that's not all-wheel drive. Yeah. It's very common. They've uh, worked really hard on that technology, so it doesn't hurt the fuel economy like it used to. Um, and, you know, honestly, in the winter months, you drive a, a late-model vehicle, it's all-wheel drive, you're just driving right through the snow, as long as you're cautious, of course, mm. but um, you won't have any issues. How does that work now? If 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 uh, if a, a vehicle is usually front wheel drive most of the time, so the, the, the there's a whole variety of versions, but yeah. you know most common what it is is like you're you're driving along with your drive wheels, and then the other wheels are there in support, and then on demand. So it's either rear or front. As oh, it's far usually as, front, front. Yeah, okay. But then as there's any slipping or any kind of action or anything needed, you have that secondary push to keep you stable. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's uh. It's the way the world evolves. So it's good. pros and cons, uh, you're okay with it? Oh, a- absolutely. absolutely. In our climate, honestly, it's I don't know why you would try to, fi- first off, find an SUV that's not all-wheel drive. Um, and I'm not sure what the savings and monies are, but if you're buying a new vehicle and you're going to drive it for 10 years, it's worth the money for sure. Very good. Uh, let's see. Who's next here? Uh, do, 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 what I have, Texas says, a 2008 Chrysler PT Cruiser. As I drive it, the lights constantly flicker. I put in a new alternator, no change. What do you think? If the lights are flickering, obviously there's some sort of connection issue or some sort of control of that alternator, You know, whether it's something with the regulator, something with the computer, whatever component manages that part uh, might have a, a fault in it or a bad ground um, so 
what we need to do is figure out where that source of power is lacking. So if it's somewhere in the wiring diagram, if it's a ground connection, something at the battery, a little time in a voltmeter, someone should be able to dissect that, though. And a texter said, uh, thank you so much for this wonderful show. Great information. I'm curious here, she says, what type of car do you drive and enjoy driving? In other words, what, what car do you own? You kind of alluded to the truck. Yeah, so it's... Uh, you know, people ask us all the time, what kind of car should I buy? And it's based on your needs. You know, if you've worked your whole life, you've worked hard, and you want to go splurge, go do it. You know, I personally have a big old pickup that gets bad gas mileage. Um, <laughs> it's a four-door truck, but I have three young kids, and I have to plow snow. So on my needs, I need a big truck to plow, and I need the capacity to move my family around. Not everybody's in the same boat as I am. So whatever your needs are, pick one or two cars that you like. Don't overwhelm yourself. Go drive both of them, and then pick one. Very good. Uh, now, how often do you change? I don't think I've ever asked you this. How often do you change oil in that truck? Every 5,000 miles. Because you're using synthetic, I presume. I use Mobile One. Okay. Very Always good. have. It's kind of my deal. Uh, let's see. Should, Texter says, should the pressure be different in the winter when adding air to tires? The very common issue is temperatures cool, those tire lights start coming on, and with the change in temperature, the tires will relax a little bit. You might lose a little bit of air. The pressures will adjust. You know, we always joke about winter air, uh, but it is true. So once once things cool down and you can readjust those pressures back up to where the, the door placard says, or if you want to go a pound or two heavier just to be safe, that's not a problem. Uh, but you will have to do that, yes. Explain that door thing, uh, because I did that recently with uh, with my car, as far as checking what, what's the cold Temp, right? Correct. So as you open the driver's door of the vehicle, on that pillar there, the B pillar they call it, there will be a placard that's attached, and it'll talk about the tire size, the rating, and it'll also talk about the pressure, as you said, at cold. So it might say 32 PSI cold, 36 PSI cold, and it might be different front to rear. So look at that, um, and then adjust your tires accordingly. You do have a little wiggle room, so if you want to add a couple pounds, that's fine. But if you get too far out of the range with the tires, you might have a tire light. So be careful on that. Uh, the texter says, I drive an SUV with front-wheel drive and use winter tires. Another fine option. Um, you know, Keep in mind, you're going to end up remounting and balancing or rotating those tires a couple times a year. So there's some cost there. Um, you know, e- Even with some of the newer sedans, with those lower-profile tires that we've talked about, even with an all-wheel drive vehicle, in some cases people still get a second set of wheels and tires for the winter season to give them better traction. We have now. Now tires seem to be the theme here in the uh, the text uh, texters. Should we run nitrogen in tires? Uh, there's some good science behind that. It is probably better. There is quite a bit of nitrogen in the air naturally. The reasoning is the pressures don't change as much with the temperature. It's the oxygen that changes that that creates that change in pressure, um, but it costs additional money to get that only nitrogen air, and you have to find a place or an outfit that's doing that. I don't think it's necessary if it's something that you want to make sure your pressures are always right on. Um, it's not a bad option. It's just something we don't offer because I don't think it's necessary. All right. Now, what happened? I've seen you guys do this. In fact, in my own vehicles. Uh, in the wintertime, when you're know, with 10 below, whatever the case is, and those tires get low, or there's one tire that's constantly losing air, dropping, what, 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 there's a method of cleaning that thing off the rim, the wheel. Absolutely. So another issue we have in our climate is with winter months, we use salt and different things on the, on the roads, and those materials create corrosion. So 
You know, the the painting system on cars is much better than it ever has been. If you remember 20, 30 years ago, sure. cars would rust out. Now, not such an issue. But we still have issues with those wheels, those alloyed wheels. You get a little bit of ice and slush and snow with some salt mixed in between the tire bead and the wheel itself, and it corrodes. Well, when it corrodes, it kind of bubbles up and allows for air to leak out. So essentially what needs to be done is you remove the whole wheel assembly from the vehicle, separate the tire, you grind down all that corrosion, put a, a paste down there to kind of help preventative. It's not bulletproof, but preventative, and reassemble it to kind of fix that leak. It is a big deal, though, if you keep ignoring that and keep letting it get low, that will damage the tire. So even if there's good tread there, if that sidewall gets compromised, true. you end up buying a new tire. So don't think, oh, I'll just add air every week and just avoid it, because at some point that's going to create a bigger problem for you. I know we have to run. If somebody uh, wants to, to get in touch with you guys at Lloyd, whether it be um, a mechanic wants a change in, in, in his or her career, uh, or a customer. So ways to get hold of us quickly here. Uh, if you're in St. Paul, like I said, we're at the corner of Grand and Chatsworth at 982 Grand Avenue. If you ever want to call us sometime here at 651-228-1316. Uh, if you're on your uh, on your computer there, your your device, uh, it's lloydsautomotive.net, and it's L-L-O-Y-D-S. And if you're looking for a job, you can email me at job at lloydsautomotive.net. We'll be back next week with more car care. All right, Nick? Thank you, sir. Thanks very much. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color, starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.